Hello everyone, I'm Nick Himes. Before we jump into the podcast, I would like to warn you all that it contains some language that may be offensive to some listeners, so please be advised. Welcome to South Texas Stories. I'm Nick Himes. In this podcast, we will discuss the recent outrage surrounding the Robstown High School mascot, the Cotton Pickers. A video of the Robstown High School football team coming out to the field in their season opener went viral on Twitter on September 5, 2020. Many African Americans shared their disapproval of the mascot, claiming it was highly offensive and racist. The words cotton picker bring up many bad emotions in the minds of African Americans due to the history of slavery. A few of the quotes from Twitter reads, In 2020, they still call the team the cotton pickers? Ain't no fucking way. The fuck is this? How did this team name slip through the cracks for so long? But the question I will put forth is, was this mascot intentionally created to make mockery of black people and slavery, or is it inadvertently offensive? Could there be a part of history that is missing that could lead to the understanding of why this school chose the cotton picker as his mascot? Hmm. We know the dark history of slavery haunts many Americans, both black and white. It is a very sensitive subject to touch on. The immoral and brutal assault against a people to force them to labor in rigorous conditions to generate wealth for their masters for centuries cannot be easily forgotten. This is why I understand the outrage, but the history of Robstown gives a much needed context to the cotton picker's mascot. The city of Robstown was established in the early 1900s after the abolition of slavery in the South. This city was inhabited by a predominantly Hispanic people who were farmers and business entrepreneurs. They worked to turn the area into a leading cattle, cotton, and vegetable farming area. There was no slavery involved. There were many migrant workers that came to Robstown seeking employment opportunities. A part of history I think many people are missing is that the huge demand for cotton remained after slavery was abolished. So in South Texas, many people of different ethnic backgrounds labored in the cotton fields. I have family that pick cotton post-slavery that find nothing wrong with the term cotton picker. They did not pick cotton as slaves, but as free African-Americans and were paid for it. You know, I was young. You go, you went with your parents to the fields where they worked. As because it wasn't babysitting. We babysit ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the family babysit, the oldest babysit, younger and on and on. So we went to there and as when we go there, we helped them work. So it was very young. I was six years old and I was picking cotton. This is Gordon Lavelle my great-uncle and an African-American entrepreneur. He built a carpet cleaning business from the ground up. Now his business has grown into a full commercial cleaning service where he has over 30 employees on his staff. He grew up on a farm and worked in cotton fields from a young child into his teens. He details what picking cotton was like from his perspective. We would pick the cotton for someone else, and uh, they had, man, acres and acres and acres and acres and acres of cotton. Okay. So we picked the cotton for others, and that, I mean, this was before I even went to school. I learned how to pick cotton, but I wasn't very good at it. But they let us go; whatever we could contribute was okay. So we worked, and the money was very little. Like I say, you can go work all day and not make four or five dollars, but it, but four or five dollars will last a long time. That, and you put the whole family together, 
and you, you got kids making three and four dollars and you add them out and you got six kids out there, then it adds up quickly. But it's still small money. We know that back then a dollar was not the same as it is today. But I cannot see myself doing a hard day's work for less than five dollars. Ain't no way. I asked my uncle to detail what it was like to pick cotton. Oh, it was hard. We had a long toe sack. It's a, like a long, big sack. Sometimes I've seen them at least six, eight feet long. Mm-hmm. And then they put it around their shoulder. They had a little hook, like, you know, like a basket or something. Like somebody would carry these books now with a little bag. But it was a long sack. And they would put that on their shoulder and they would go down to, to between two rows and pick the cotton off on both rows all the way to the end. And by the time they get to the end of that row, they might have anywhere from 60 to 120 pounds. Wow. And they have to drag that or more. And this is all cotton, not the bows, but that was when you picked the cotton out of the bows. Mm-hmm. So you, and your fingers got all cut up and, and uh, you know, it was nothing to us. It was just what we did. Mm-hmm. And your fingers get cut up and, and they all scratched up. But it was all good. At the end of the day, you had a little money. And back then, money was went a long, long ways. And the sun was blasting hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you had to wear a hat. Mm-hmm. And you had to drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And so the water was good for us. And the sun was good for us. And then just when you got strong, and uh, you couldn't tolerate it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And the days was, when lunchtime come, and that cold water was just so good. But when lunchtime come, you'll find you some shade, get on a good shade tree. You didn't have to have air conditioning. And the wind blowing, it was really nice. And then when it's time to go back to work, you will work until that evening. And if it gets too hot, you cut off the day and go home mm-hmm. and then do something else. But hey, but you would work all day. Right. And they work all day for little money. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, people were happy. I think it is amazing that he had this type of outlook on doing this type of labor as a kid. Though his parents taught him the value of hard work as a kid by sending him out to the fields, he did not feel like he missed out on any fun growing up. Well, it was fun. (laughs) We had fun, even though it was a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a lot of hard work. We had fun. It wasn't so much electrical gadgets like uh, technology, like computers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You had to really talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And we really had to know each other, mm-hmm. and that's what we got to do. Now all of the gadgets interfere, so my childhood was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and the kids today they don't, they don't have so much fun. So I just, we had fun, fun. Okay, I got a lot of fishing and, oh. and you know playing in the woods and you know and stuff like that. Fun. Then, then it was like chores. We had to work. Mm-hmm. There wasn't nothing. Even at a young age, we had to work. We learned to work. Very early, like when you turn five, you got a chore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you turn six, you you knew your chores, mm-hmm. and you, on and on you had to do for the family. You know the family worked together, so that's what's more family when family worked together. Learning this history from my family was very interesting and mind opening. Just imagining in my head my family in the fields doing this type of work was fascinating, but it led to some more challenging thoughts. I wonder how could they bring themselves to happily pick cotton when slavery was so fresh in the minds of black people? What type of feelings and emotions came with doing this kind of work? I had to ask. Well, I felt good about doing the work because I got paid for it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't very much, but I didn't know no better. We didn't know no better. 
we we earn our way through life. If you you know, like the word of God said, if you don't work, you don't eat. Mm-hmm. And we just thought that's the way to do it. So we had nothing. It didn't affect us any kind of way. Not myself. It didn't affect me any kind of way working hard. But I didn't want to go work all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in some days I didn't really want to go to work. But it was you don't tell your parents then. Look, I'm not going to work. You know that didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know because you had to go to work and you respect them, and so you went to work. But I didn't feel like enslaved. Maybe I didn't know no better. I didn't feel like uh, out of slavery. I thought that was great that we can go and work and make money. My parents thought that was great too, and that's what we did. And then uh, at the end of the day, we would feed us a big old grand meal. We ate good. A big, huge meal, and everybody just enjoyed it. You know, so, and then you can sit on the porch and, and sing songs or listen to the bugs and, and you know, really enjoy life. And, you know, it was like really enjoyable. So I didn't feel anything like I was punished to pick cotton. But I feel like it was a blessing. But when I got out of it and I started working the other jobs and making, I still made the same amount of money, but I just didn't do that kind of work. Because I can go and work all day. I can work all week part time after school and make $27 and that was a lot of money for me. Mm-hmm. I thought $27 was it. But when I made 18 <laughs> and, and $21 after a weekend, I thought that was great. And in the summer when we worked all day long, you make 40 something dollars for a whole week of work and $50 and boy, that was super. So I didn't feel like uh, I missed out on anything. I didn't feel like any slavery. And we didn't know any better about the money. And, and to the end, it was just a norm. Looking into the mindset that my uncle had, it is very easy to see why he felt the way he does about picking cotton. He didn't feel any ill will towards working in the cotton fields because he felt he was doing it to help provide for the family. He felt it kept his family together and close. I think it also gave him a sense of pride that he could do something to help contribute to the livelihood of the family. Now, why is this important? Because it takes us back to the outrage behind the cotton picker mascot. Here we have a black man who picked cotton and is proud of it. There is no shame or degradation attached to it for him. I think blacks who have never picked cotton have a different perspective on what it means. They also may not be thinking of the many black families that picked cotton post-slavery to earn a living such as sharecroppers. He went on to explain what he thought about being called a cotton picker. You know, I mean, I was a cotton picker for a while too. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess what? It, may, it, it really helped me. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, and I don't think nothing is degrading toward that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's one, what one want to do. So I went, I went from picking cotton to being a number one salesman at a big retail and, and going and finishing college. So that didn't affect me. It didn't stop me. Now to own my own business, mm-hmm. and now own my own business, and cotton was part of it. Right, picking cotton. He went to the University of North Texas and earned his degree in kinesiology. He eventually decided to leave that field and go into business for himself. So I learned how to work, and I learned what to, how not to, what not to do. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes in life we got to learn what to do and what not to do. So it took me a while to work out some of those things, but. That good hard work taught me a lot of things. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Good hard work. So being got bigger didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think nobody's saying anything about black people at all. Mm-hmm. And if they are, then so what? 
Because right. he didn't bug, didn't face me. It's not many people could do come from picking cotton. I, I know it's a lot of people went from picking cotton to where maybe I am today, but it wouldn't phase me because it, it don't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing derogatory about it. It was an honest word. Mm-hmm. It was an honest word. Now, what does all this have to do with the Robstown Cotton Pickers mascot? I thought it would be good to ask someone who firsthand has picked cotton what they thought about the mascot. It don't phase me at all. You know, mm-hmm. I don't understand why they're getting upset about that cotton picker because there's not many black people over there in Robstown and going to school, but it never offended me because they, they, and if, in the Mexican community, they pick cotton too. Mm-hmm. So how would it offend me? They was in the same boat. Right. They, they, they did the hard work. They had to pick cotton. We had to pick cotton. I never thought about it. It was just a black person's thing mm-hmm. because it was just where we was from. And I know the slavery, they maybe not had the slavery, but they had to do the same kind of work. Right. Yeah, so it doesn't, being called cotton picker doesn't, doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. And they, and they, I, I was watching a news article on that uh, last week, I believe, but I didn't get it at all. And it got something to do with something totally different. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing to do with blacks and slavery mm-hmm. and anything like that. So to me, it, it, they can just keep cotton picker. He brings up a strong point about there being Mexicans and people from Hispanic backgrounds that worked in the fields as well. Many migrant workers came to Robstown to work on cotton and vegetable farms. In fact, there's a historical landmark in Robstown for the labor camp that was built to provide housing and other resources to the migrant workers. So being a cotton picker is not just a black thing or a slavery thing. I think this is the history that people are missing. In response to the outcry against the mascot, the Robstown Independent School District issued a statement. Here's what they said. The area around Robstown is one of the leading cotton producing regions in the United States. To be a cotton picker represents a sense of pride based upon tradition for the students and a historical legacy for the community members of Robstown. Looking into the history of Robstown, there is a deep rich history surrounding picking cotton. And the people with generational ties to this city are proud of the name and the history that is tied to it. I have full respect for them and the way that they want to honor their history. I'm Nick Himes, and thank you for listening to South Texas Stories.